From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Oh, yes. Thank you very much, Mr. Rob Roop. It is me. It's Mike. It's Mike Davidson lives. Thank you for downloading the latest go around. Recording on a Sunday night, the Sunday night before the Super Bowl, in which nothing of real importance is on. Uh, I mean, they have the Pro Bowl games over in Las Vegas. Eh, and then uh, the Grammys are wrapping up as I'm recording this thing, or they should be wrapping up in theory. I don't know. I don't watch the damn thing. Uh, but I guess congratulations to the biggest underdog of music ever, Beyonce. I guess she has now got 32 Grammys in her career, which is a record. Uh, which means they like her, they really like her. So, like, you know, she, she can finally, she can be finally recognized as a champion or something. But kind of a side note, because I don't want to get too um, drug up into this. I mean, I will maybe next podcast where I make fun of the, uh, the ratings for the Grammys, because I know it's not going to be all that great. Um, it just, like, looking at some of the outfits some of these performers are wearing, like, I guess, uh, you know, uh, Lizzo's got this thing that makes her look like one of the uh, fry guys from McDonald's commercials, or you know, maybe like a rose bush attacked her on the way to the award show. I don't know. You, you have to Google this thing. It's a little more outlandish than the MTV Music Video Awards. Uh, that the dress that she wore, where it looked like she just put on a curtain, and then uh, Sam Smith, who I guess is a singer, but uh, you know, decided to dress uh, satanic or something tonight to you know fend the squares. And again, you can't offend the squares if nobody's watching Sam. But, yeah, I'm mean, just kind of looking at Sam Smith's thing, and I'm thinking, well, yeah, David Bowie never did this. You're cutting edge, man. You're just meh. But, you know, I'm looking at these outfits. It's like back in the day when these musicians were just starting out struggling, they had to be kind of like you and me in some regard. Like, uh, you know, struggling to pay the bills, maybe more so because they're artists. Uh, you know, they dress normal-ish, I guess. And it kind of shows that divide between uh, fan and musician. Once the musician's on the ascent and uh, achieving all this popularity and making all this money. You know, you go on with your life. You know, you grow up, you get married, you have kids, you have a job, you pay bills. You're wondering how you're going to make ends meet. And people are dressing like lampshades, which, uh, by the way, uh, Beyonce, I guess, was wearing something that looked like a lampshade. But there's such a disconnect. In fact, uh, was it Badlands, this uh, this fanzine of Bruce Springsteen? You know that whole Ticketmaster um, uh, outrage over the summer with him and his fans where like, he's charged, Ticketmaster's uh, charging this out the ass for tickets to go see the boss. You know, this everyman blue-collar performer. And Bruce really says, it's out of my hands, guys. Sorry if you're getting mauled by bears. But uh, this this Badlands thing, you know, they kind of kept t- tight-lipped for the longest time. And uh, they decided to fold up shop because, well, they just... The, the disconnect is real, my friends. It's it's all a show. All right, uh, a couple of RIPs. Uh, Charles Kimbrough. I think he graduated from IU. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he died this week at the age of 86. Best known... As uh, the stuffy anchor on uh, Murphy Brown, that show ran 10, 10 seasons on CBS. Uh, so, uh, condolences to his family. And uh, late great Melinda Dillon, I guess she died in the earlier part of January. Just making the, uh, the announcements now. Um, she too in her 80s. 
uh, nominated twice for Oscar. Uh, she was in Close Encounter for Third Kind, and best known as Ralphie's mom uh, from A Christmas Story. And the dynamic that she and Darren McGavin had as the uh, the parents just flat out fantastic. Although I, I'm a little concerned because some people are saying uh, I saw somebody on social media say, "Yeah, this is this is the chick that was also in the Temple of Doom." And I don't want uh, her legacy to be tied up with Kate Capshaw because I think Melinda Dillon's a, a better actress than, uh, I guess, Mrs. Spielberg. Are they still married or are they divorced? I don't know. I don't have time to look it up. All right. Uh, so the big story this past weekend, or I guess this past week, is uh, the Chinese spy balloon. Or, or, or I'm sorry, the, the private person's weather balloon that was released from the People's Republic of China or whatever. I don't know. Uh, they're saying it like it was noticed Thursday night into Friday, right? Uh, it was in Montana and they kind of drifted over to Missouri and then they shot it down Saturday out in the Atlantic just off the coast of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of speculation as to what this would be. But yeah, from what I understand, it was um, launched around the Aleutian Islands of Alaska So uh, earlier this past week. So they knew it was in Alaska and then it drifted into Canada and Canada didn't say crap about this. And then it was finally noticed by somebody here in the contiguous 48s, uh, you know, Thursday out in Montana. And it just kind of lingered and drifted, and nobody did a damn thing about it until it was in the ocean. Then they shot it down, and who knows if they're going to salvage anything from this. But it's a it's a little nerve-wracking. Now, there, there's some people who are like, well, who cares, gives a crap about a balloon? China's got satellites. Yeah, they got satellites. They also have TikTok. And they must be amusing themselves with all the attention whores, giving up so much information about themselves. Um, you know, they, they've got all this technology they can spy on us with, and it just seems kind of weird that they would launch this balloon. I mean, I, I don't think there is any chemical agent or uh, dirty bomb type of thing in this thing. Um, but uh, I was kind of doing some glance work on the Internet, and, you know, sometimes the Internet has stuff that's accurate. But... Uh, uh, one one writer was talking about LIDAR, or LIDAR uh, technology, L-I-D-A-R, and basically uh, there's only so much that a satellite can pick up, and sometimes, you know, they'll use, like, this technology in balloons a little closer to the ground to kind of uh, look for any um, differentials in the ground. And where I guess where this balloon was at... Uh, out in Montana, the eastern edge, that there are some uh, missile silos out there and then them parts. Some are known, some are unknown, and China might have been scouting that out. Hard to say, we don't know. Very least, um, very least, it was nothing but just a way to kind of say, hey, we can do this, China. And we, for the longest time, dithered until this thing was o over the ocean. Now, I also found it kind of weird that China's, you know, passing off this whole thing about, well, it's just a civilian uh, launching this weather balloon, and it just kind of drifted over into your country, coincidentally, <clears throat> all the way from Beijing or something. I don't know. Again, this thing was launched, apparently, around the Aleutian Islands. But as soon as it was shot down in the Atlantic, China says there's going to be repercussions. It just seems like the repercussions seems kind of like a harsh term for a civilian weather balloon. 
But there's going to be more to this story, uh, I'm sure, down the road. Who knows? We're living in some really weird, stupid times. Speaking of weird and stupid, Austin, Texas, and I think a lot of Texans would agree that Austin can be weird and stupid. Um, they, they, they got slammed with some winter weather earlier in the week. Ice storm knocked out power to a uh, grocery store. And when that happens, freezers don't work. And when freezers don't work, food goes bad. So they had to throw away a buttload of money, essentially. And grocery stores operate on a very razor-thin uh, profit margin because food does go bad. They have to move that stuff out ASAP. So they're taking the loss. They're taking the L. And uh, because we live in such a dignified society, and uh, we, we, we in no way, shape, or form are living in a recession, <clears throat> somebody posted on social media, hey, free food, and people showed up at the back of this damn grocery store Diving into the dumpster, grabbing free spoiled food. Like 250 people, and a, a big fight broke out over this. Good Lord. I mean, I I have eaten some pretty bad food in my lifetime. Hell, there, there are... Earlier this week, my son took a bit of cereal out of his mouth and somehow jammed it into mine, and I, what could I do, right? It was just, it was too late. Um, but I've never... Yeah, and I've done the seven-second rule or five-second rule. I guess it really depends on what religion you're in. Uh, just I, There's never been a part of me that said, hey, I want to dive into a dumpster because I'm that hungry. Um, and it just seems really, 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 I, I, I don't know, just odd that you would think, okay, it's been sitting in garbage. It's okay to eat. And it's spoiled. It's okay to eat. But people are thinking that out in Texas. And there was gridlock. It wasn't like this was a bunch of homeless people doing this. This is people that were looking at social media and saying, hell, I got to get my car and get this free garbage food. Um, yeah, heaven help us if we ever do have a balloon fly over this country with an EMP uh, going off. Because there's going to be a lot of dumpster diving and a lot of uh, hobo fights among citizenry. Kind of creepy. Um, also... Uh, you, you remember that whole uh, uh, shutdown thing, right? The whole COVID thing? It just seems like so long ago. And one of the things was trust the science. Don't, don't, don't question the science. Trust it. Because it's irrefutable. You cannot challenge it. That's what science is. Once, once something is said, it is true. You can't, you can't disagree with it. Well, apparently scientists... Don't take their own advice because in India they found um, what was perceived to be, um, excuse me, I had a, a, a tortilla chip before coming up here. What was perceived, <laughs> speaking of eating bad, um, perceived to be this fossil, hundreds of millions of years old, you know, from some Jurassic, crustaceous, you know, one, one of those eras where man was not alive. It was basically hundreds of millions of years old. So they thought. It turned out that this fossil was a decayed beehive. Circa 2022 AD, in the year of our Lord, or uh, before, or, uh, after Common Era, Common Era, whatever the hell they're using nowadays. Yeah, so uh, at first glance, they would have said, okay, this is a fossil. Now they're saying beehive. So it's, it's almost like, you know, hindsight 
is part of science and second guessing and third guessing. Amazing. And I said this in a lamer attempt at a podcast, if you can imagine. Uh, even as this was happening, uh, there are going to be things five, ten years down the road, and even sooner, that when we look back at all the stuff that we did during the pandemic, the shutdown, we're going to be like, why the hell did we do that? And not questioning things more would be one of them. And if you question things, you're just a paranoid kook. And I'm not talking about the pandemic uh, jab stuff. I'm just talking about in general. And one of the things I said was, we're going to regret shutting down the economy and telling people that their jobs were not essential. Yeah, that was pretty right on the nose on my part. So that's going on. Uh, yeah, I really haven't commented much about the Alec Baldwin thing. Uh, you know, on the set of Rust, and I guess they were going to sh- uh, continue shooting it. I <laughs> shooting, um, but I don't know if that's going to happen now because now he's charged with involuntary manslaughter, and it has come down to uh, the fact that he may have been Alec Baldwin dicking around on his cell phone uh, during the parts in which they're trying to show him how to accurately, safely use a firearm and i know what you're saying well there should be you know just blanks in the gut if he's an actor you're right there should for some odd reason there wasn't and but he didn't heed the the uh, the advice and you have to think well okay even if this thing isn't armed with actual rounds don't be stupid with this stuff and somehow things happened um but now it looks like the director and other people on the set might have to testify against alec baldwin uh, for this whole thing. It's becoming a mess uh, for him. He could be up uh, looking at about the five years in prison. I don't know if he's found guilty of that, if he's going to serve that or if they're going to uh, commute it because I am Alec Baldwin. Um, but it's a big mess, this whole shooting of the film, as it were. Um, you know, when someone dies, it's not pleasant. And now Alec Baldwin who uh, accidentally, and I do believe it's an accident, but he was still irresponsible. Uh, he's up to his uh, ears in trouble. Ears. And you're going to see if uh, that whole celebrity privilege thing comes into play or not. Uh, but again, if you're given a gun, you have to treat it like it might be live. It's like, you know, okay, you're given the keys to a car. Uh, don't drive like Mario Andretti. Alright, uh, so as I mentioned, the whole Pro Bowl thing is happening this weekend and not a whole lot of football news to report other than, you know, it's uh, been several days since Tom Brady announced his retirement. He is still retired. Uh, there's there's no going back to New England, no going out to Vegas. He is still on the beach, retired, retired. And speaking of on the beach, uh, he made that video announcement on a beach somewhere in Tampa. Somebody found uh, kind of Oh, I recognize that place, uh, looking in the background. Uh, they have gone to the spot where Tom Brady announced his retirement, gotten the sand into like a jar or something, and they're selling it for $99,000 on eBay, which is amazing to me because I didn't realize people were still using eBay. But if you're looking to buy some worthless crap, uh, yeah, that it, it's kind of amazing to think about. This sand's probably been around for you know hundreds of millions of years, unless it's you know the part of an old decaying beehive. But now that uh, Tom Brady has stood on or around that sand, it's worth something. I'm telling you, Florida beachfront property is expensive. Somebody was uh, somebody messaged me 
and said that I, you know, because I wasn't really sure about the living arrangements for Tom Brady uh, when he went down there. Uh, but I guess when he first got down there, uh, Derek Jeter was renting out his house to Brady for a mere $60,000 a month. Oh, is that all? <laughs> well, uh, the life of an NFL quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, Tony Romo made some bank as a Dallas Cowboy quarterback. He's made some bank as an announcer. And starting out, Tony Romo, spot on, fantastic. Did very well. Uh, it just seemed like, okay, you know, him and Jim Nance in the booth together. This seems natural. It seems great. Tony's not mailing it in. We'll sign him for a buttload of money. And two years later, he's, well, he's mailing it in. And fans, especially this past season, have noticed and have taken him to task. And uh, he seems to defer to Jim more, defer to the, uh, the expert more. I talked a little bit about this during the podcast last week. Uh, Colin Cowherd, being the uh, the great sports now uh, commentator he is, says, "Well, you know, it's his. He, he likes to play golf, and that's what he's obsessed with. Golf. I will not hire anybody who plays golf because that's all they're all about. Yeah, Colin, you you announced that you wouldn't hire guys and gals that are into golf. Uh, good luck with future lawsuits there, because I'm sure that's an EOE violation. Um, but you know, the, the whole thing too is like." Uh, CBS actually stepped in at the beginning of this past season, apparently, and talked to him about it, saying, Hey, uh, Tony, we're giving you all this money. We noticed that the uh, the quality of the work wasn't all this great. Uh, can you can you do more? And and things didn't change. Oh, boy. And, you know, he locked into, I think, to a 10-year agreement, too. Um, there might be some buyer's remorse on that. But if there's a way for them to opt out of that, because... Uh, looking back at uh, the whole Tom Brady thing and um, how he's going to take over as a commentator on Fox, uh, Greg Olson might not have a gig much longer. He's going to announce the Super Bowl next Sunday. Best of luck to him. Uh, he's he's done a pretty good job for Fox thus far. You know, maybe they can uh, you know opt out, let Tony go play as much golf as he wants, and if Greg wants it, take it. Maybe get a discount sweetheart deal on it. I still maintain that Greg Olson would be better on NBC once uh, Collinsworth steps down. That wouldn't be a, um, a bad thing. Okay, so uh, the NFL, after the Super Bowl's all done, you know they get ready for the draft in April. That's a big t- it, it, side rant. I really don't like the fact that uh, the NFL draft has become an award show, much like the Grammys. Am I the only one like that? Because... They used to be just, you know, okay, you, you have a room with phones and a bunch of fat old white guys drafting people. And uh, that was it. And giving jerseys to uh, whoever they drafted. Now you got the cameras at homes. You got red carpet. I do kind of like the fact that uh, they, they've taken it on the road and made it more about the fans. Um, but the award show aspect of it, I'm just not a big fan of. Anyway, side, getting sidetracked. Going back to what I was saying, uh, when they prep, you know, you have the combine. I'm not sure if it's going to be an indie this year or not. I, I haven't heard anything that would change it. I would have to look that up. Um, but, you know, they, they, they scout these guys. They, uh, they ask them questions. And sometimes they ask some really weird questions. So much so, uh, the NFL has announced recently they will no longer ask players if their moms have ever been sex workers. Yeah, man, is is your mom a hooker? 
and I guess this is just to see if they get riled up or not. Um, you know, things change once you get a team in Vegas. Um, but was it back in 2010? Somebody, like a psychiatrist asked Des Bryant, hey man, is, is your mom a hooker? And I'm just thinking these are professional uh, medical types who examine the psyche. Yeah, they're asking me a ton of other questions you can kind of gauge somebody's temperament. That seems a little more personal. If, you, if you're going to go down this road, why even have uh, psychiatrists asking them questions? Just just bring in an 8th grader and have them say, your mom is so fat stuff for like 20 minutes. Have them say that to, uh, to a J.J. Watt type. See what happens. But... <laughs> Some of these questions are like really bad. Um, I, I, there was, a, I, I think, Eli Apple was asked if he was gay or not. Uh, that's none of your damn business, man. <laughs> what are we doing in the locker room for crying out loud? <laughs> All right, so no more hooker or gay questions for prospective draftees of the NFL. NHL struggling with uh, ratings. Uh, they're just not. It's not, in. It's not much of a TV sport. It's a it's a live experience, you know. Um, uh, I tell you, it's been a couple of years since I've been to a Fort Wayne Comets game. Not the same as NHL, but it's always fun to be at these games. It's and the fans really, really do get into it. But watching it on TV isn't the same. But it, it kind of goes to show you uh, some of the issues that they have with these cable contracts. I mean, ESPN is kind of struggling getting keeping viewers. You have all these weird uh, streaming options. And it, like I, I was watching a Chicago Blackhawks, I forget, I forget who they were playing. It was on NBC Chicago and it had the production quality of like uh, an 8th grade AV class. It just didn't really look all that great. And I'm not saying the announcers were bad, it's just the, the the look and feel of everything. Uh just didn't really work. Um, but mostly I think with NHL is it's never going to be quite like the NFL or, I mean, MLB and NBA has seen better days, both those things. But like NHL is more of a regional thing. It's more of a northern thing. And I know they try to shoehorn uh, teams into Florida. I know the Tampa Bay Lightning have a Stanley Cup. I, I get it. But, I mean, you really have to be into hockey. And the fans that are into hockey – uh, they are die hard. They are. Uh, they they understand why this sport's so fun. It's just. It's. I think it's just hard for it to translate to television. To be honest, I mean, I'll still watch games, uh, and I'm not like a hardcore fan, but I will still watch the games. Uh, it, it beats. It beats a lot of other things on TV. Um, just I just you know, I don't know. They, I think they need to do better presenting it on TV, not necessarily on TNT or ESPN, but like some of these syndicated deals like your Bally's and your NBC Sports Chicago types. Okay. Um, I kind of ragged on Shannon Sharp last couple of weeks because, well, he's he's kind of a douche. I mean, he started up that uh, that fight with the Memphis Grizzlies courtside at a Lakers game um, and, you know, took some flack. He did apologize for it. He doesn't need to be fired for it. It's just... I. Calling him out for being a dick is just what I want to do. That's it. Not fire him. I'm not a cancel culture warrior. Uh, but if there's anybody who is the anti-Shannon Sharp, it would be Shaquille O'Neal. Um, probably one of the better things about the NBA on TNT, he and Charles Barkley both, but recently Shaquille O'Neal um, got caught speeding in the city of Houston. 
um, and the cop that pulled him over, he actually, I, I think he got the ticket, but like he had the cop shoot a television promo on his cell phone for the NBA on TNT, and they aired it. <laughs> and I think that's a great move, uh, two reasons, uh, because it shows that not all uh, former athletes are self-important a-holes, and I think Shaquille O'Neal just likes to have fun. And and B, you know, with, with some of the crap that's been going on with cops, unfortunately, lately, it shows that not all cops are bad, that they do follow the letter of the law. And those are the cops you root for. It's been, especially with that stuff happening out in Memphis, heartbreaking. But it, it is good to see cops actually serving and protecting um, down, especially this cop down in Houston, and having a sense of humor about it all, you know, still, still uh, maintaining the law, but having the good nature to play along with Shaquille O'Neal. That's that's cool. Um, I have to see a couple more things here before I call it a podcast. Uh, Army Hammer, the actor, got into some trouble, I guess, with some uh, dom- domestic uh, abuse situations, kind of a scandal. Uh, no, no criminal charges were ever um, filed, but um, I guess he he never ate anybody, but he said he wanted to eat a, a former girlfriend's rib or something like that, um, and, and some really wild, kinky things, and it led to him getting fired from some jobs. Uh, you know, he's had some substance abuse issues and, and whatnot, and, uh, you know, just kind of rough go on it. And apparently, I guess, uh, when he was younger... He was sexually abused, and that will mess with somebody's psyche. Not that I would know firsthand, but um, he's uh, he's actually making the rounds, doing interviews, and uh, he gave a big shout out to one Robert Downey Jr., uh, who helped, uh, who, who I guess gave him a place to crash for a bit and help pay for some of his rehab. And I'm just thinking, wow, that's that's pretty stand up for uh, RDJ to do. Of course, uh, he was talking about cancel culture and how unforgiving it is. Army Hammer during this uh, this uh, interview, and he said, "You know, Robert Downey Jr. kind of surpassed that." And he's right because R.D.J. for all of his uh, talent, uh, he's he's always been a talented actor, but uh, for most of his career up until about mid two thousands, pretty troubled, uh, battled substance abuse, alcohol. You know, there was that story about him being drunk or stoned out of his mind, passing out on some random stranger's couch. And I think that was uh, kind of the breaking point for him. He actually had to spend some time in jail for what he did, got sober. But uh, Army Hammer said that uh, it, with cancel culture, once you do something wrong, you put your foot in your mouth, there is no uh, room for growth or to improve or to get forgiveness because it's not what it's about. And he's right. Um, I can't condone the things that Army Hammer stands accused of doing, um, and I and I only have scant knowledge of it because, well, I mean, it, it was kind of um, outside of my radar the years that he was uh, doing what he was accused of doing. But he's right because, uh, like, it's just okay. You messed up, and now we're just going to keep hammering you, hammering, hammering you, and you have to walk on water with some people, uh, you know, to. Um, to be accepted and there's no forgiveness for a lot of these people and and, and I've said this before about cancel culture cancel culture only does not exist when it fails and with Army Hammer I mean the best thing he can do is just okay keep a clean nose 
and not do the things he stand, stood accused of doing and just get back to acting. Uh, and I think that will be uh, what leads to him being accepted once again by you know moviegoers and whatnot. But I mean, yeah, there's a like the, the whole Will Smith thing. Like I know that the dude screwed up. I'm always with the comedians um, and the right to speak your mind. You know, free speech type of guy, which you know makes me an extremist. So you know, I'm on uh, I guess for like a better term, Team Chris Rock. But like I also don't jump onto this notion that okay. We have to keep Will Smith out of all these movies. He's he's terrible. He's he's horrible and all this other crap. You know, he, I just said, okay, the dude screwed up. Let him go. Uh, but a lot of people just get their rocks off, so to speak, and uh, you know, in condemning repeatedly. Oh, this guy shouldn't be in this movie. Oh, this guy shouldn't be at this award show. It's like shut the living f up. You know, it's it's and it's worse that it's always documented uh, with, with celebrity celebrity types. I'm not saying that they should uh, have a separate um, standard of living from you or me. It's just that they're they're human too. When they genuinely screw up, yeah, call them idiots, but you move on. Don't try to act holier than thou. And a lot of people in Hollywood have done that with Will Smith. I think they're doing that with uh, Army Hammer. They did it with Johnny Depp, for crying out loud. <laughs> Amber Heard. All right, uh, speaking of poop, one last thing before I go. Um, I guess this is, this is just outside of uh, Cincinnati. Uh, and I do have this posted on the Mike Davidson Facebook page just in time for Valentine's Day, or Bitterness Day. Again, depending on the religion that you observe. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I think the Humane Society in that, uh, in those there parts, uh, for small fee, they will name a litter box for one of their cats after your ex. So if you uh, if you're mad about something, if you, if there's somebody that done you wrong, just like in a country song, you can name a poopy sandbox after that person. And I'm just thinking to myself, what did a litter box ever do to me to deserve that? Oh, well, I'm happily married now, uh, and I got loud obnoxious kids, and he's good. Alright, until next time, stay fresh. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.